Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Edward Cheney, the founder and CEO of Canafil, a manufacturer of CBD-infused products for human and pet consumption. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods for alternatives and complements to conventional medical treatment. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome to the CBD Ed Show. I'm your host, Ed Cheney. And we're here today with Kimberly Rose. Hello, everyone. Nice to have you, Kimberly. We're also welcoming back Adam Fernandez, who has impressed us with his knowledge of unlocking the potential of your body's operating system through nutrition. And that was a splendid show, uh, both from our viewpoint and from our listeners. Yes. So you did a good job with that show, Adam, and I'm really glad you came back. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me back. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Yeah. Today's topic. Listen, we've worked hard to get you to homeostasis. Okay, we've talked a lot about using CBD uh, because CBD is a cannabinoid and your ECS system, your endocannabinoid system, as in every human, operates best when it has access to cannabinoids. If you do that correctly, you then get to a state of homeostasis. So now that you've fed your system and you're in homeostasis, today Adam is going to share some secrets techniques and how-tos on how to unlock the potential while you're in this state of homeostasis. Trust me, this will be uh, worth listening to. So what we want to do is, is, is kind of break this into a couple of different categories. We know that your ECS is designed to respond to change in the function it manages. And it manages a lot of functions for you. It manages your cardiovascular, your nervous, your immune, digestive, your muscular and skeletal, as well as your neurological systems. These are systems that your ECS manages for you. And it looks for changes and then responds. Well, today, Adam has a few tricks to get it to sense aggressive change for a potential aggressive response. By the way, this is going to be very favorable for you. You'll like it. So I'd like to bring Adam to the discussion, and I think his first subject is going to be shocking the system. Yes. Terrific. I look forward to it. Yeah, so like you said, they alluded to, the main thing we want to do is we want to awaken this system um, by kind of opening up your body um, we want to primarily activate those CB1 and CB2 receptors, yeah. as you were saying, CB1, central nervous system, yeah. CB2, immune, digestive, musculoskeletal. I have a tough time with that word. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to shock the systems. we got to open it up. Taking right. CBD is a great way to unlock that gate. There are some tricks we can do to open the gate. The one thing well put. that I like to, to, when I say we shock it or we awaken the system is so that they all can work together, right? We need all of our systems to work together. We need the standard immune system we've been relying on, the ECS that we now have known, we know now that's been in our body for a long time that we can start to rely more on. And we have to do this to help our digestive system work with everything as well and that central nervous system. So we need all these systems to work together and we gotta open those up. Yeah, and, and, and there is a common understanding from us too, and that is your ECS is constantly trying to keep itself in balance. Right. And when one system is demanding more 
uh, it can have struggle staying in balance. So yes. I also believe that what you're going to share with us will help us stay in balance as well. Yeah. So when we first, the first thing we got to do when we talk about shocking the system is literally doing that. So the easiest way to do it is food. Yeah, that's fasting. Okay. Fasting is going to shock your system because everybody gets cranky when they're hungry. Yes, yes. Very, very cranky, right? Yes, very much. Especially when you have children, when you have kids that you gotta man- you got to manage every day, all day. Yes. And it's much tougher to have an eating schedule. And when you're not eating, your body is screaming at you. You get cranky and moody, depressed, whatever. That's, that's your body going into shock. What you want to do is keep it in shock. Now, there's a standard fasting way of, yes, you can do it the old school way, the tribal way of not eating two to three days. Some do it for five days where it's just coffee, tea, water, and that's it. Some people can't do that, like me. Yeah. There's another way of doing it where you have, you would most likely, you would more call it timed eating than fasting, but where you have a 14-hour window of not eating. This is what a lot of the PhDs I listen to like, where you have nothing going through your liver for 14 hours. Okay. I don't know if you guys have tried that or not. Including water? Uh, no, no, sorry, no solids. No so, solids. Yeah, water, tea, coffee is okay. Very good. Okay. Yeah. Um, the bulletproof coffee is okay. So if you put butter and MCT oil in your coffee, that's good. Have you, I'm sure you've tried I've that. I've tried that. I've yes. tried it. I don't know if I've actually ever made it to 14 hours it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, without finally just breaking down, Um, but I think I've made it to 12 hours. I think I've gone from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. with with no, really no problem. Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, I have made it to 14 hours. I think I've made it to 10. There has to be times where you've stopped eating at 8 just for whatever reason, and then probably didn't until 10 or 11 or 12 the next day. Yeah. Yeah. I think when you think about it, though, that's when it becomes maybe a little bit more difficult for me because then I'm like, okay, wait, it's only only 7.30. You've got to not think about your fasting that you're doing. Okay. Right. And for those that are listening, anybody who had thought about fasting and thought about that three-day, five-day fasting, I I couldn't ever imagine doing that either. This body of mine would Mm -hmm. just literally, yeah, I want to jump off a cliff. So for those that are listening, 14 hours does not sound that bad. It's not. And, And Adam, I'm hearing that that almost is a preferred method. Correct. That's the most Terrific. preferred method. From yeah. the there's one specific biochemist I listen to a lot, um, and she's big on this. Okay. Fourteen hour fast, nothing solid through your liver. Like I said, the liquids are okay. The other one that's a little bit more doable for a lot of people is you eat stand your standard way. You try to get to your eight hour fast normally. That's uh-huh. what doctors like to see is an eight hour fast, and then twice a week, for example, you stop eating at five p.m. Mm-hmm. And then you don't eat again until lunchtime the next day. Mm. So that's 18 hours or more. Uh-huh. Yeah. Probably yeah. getting to the 20 hour mark. Okay. You can do that twice a week. This is not going to be recommended in all of the research that I've been doing. Everybody that I've watched, all the lectures, interviews, uh, it's not going to be recommended for women, pregnant women. Right. They're going to need that. Or nursing women. There you go. Um, Thanks for that. But for everybody else, get with your doctor. Take your blood test and see which one of these fastings that you can do. The hardest one, obviously, the first one I mentioned, okay. the easiest, the second easiest one that we do, like I said, is 14 hours every day. And then once a week, we'll probably do the 18 to 20 hour. Is there any cheating on the 14 hours? No cheating at all. All right. 
We stop at 8 p.m. Okay. And we don't have one bite of anything, whether it's grain-free, low-carb, high-fat, low-fat, anything, no, no matter what, until 10 a.m. the next day. All right. Okay. After water, tea, coffee. And then so right before you stop eating, do you have like a big meal or do you just have a regular? What do you do? Uh, yes. So we we eat generally between 6 and 7.30. Okay. And then I want to stop eating dinner by 7.30. Okay. And then I have that half hour to have our desserts. You know, we have some dark chocolate. We'll have little pieces of dark chocolate. Uh, if I maybe want to have Good idea. Uh, a grain-free granola bar. Or some hummus, mm-hmm. a couple bites of hummus. Right at eight is when I like to stop Just that <laughs> digestive clock, and that's when I—that's not when I stop chewing food. Right at eight is when I have everything in my stomach. So that means you don't chew a bunch of food at eight o'clock and then put it down and right. to your stomach. Yeah, that's what I was so saying. So you want to okay. chew? You want to have everything in your stomach, and then you're done at eight p.m. Okay. Right. And then at ten a.m. is when we do when we go back to eating. That's the most common one. That's the po- most popular one. All right. And question, and it's predictable too, which right. I kind of like. So you can at least schedule uh, that. But what, another question before we move off of this: uh, Is there any pattern to the eating? Do you eat a ton of food in the eight o'clock uh, in the morning? Uh, the ten o'clock in the morning? Or you know, do, you, do you eat a ton of food at eight o'clock before you, or at seven thirty before you start? Is there any methodology to win and how much? Nope. nope. Just between ten a.m. and eight p.m., you don't. get in your whether you're on a twelve hundred calorie right. diet or a twenty five hundred calorie diet. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't think that would be too difficult. Uh, well, you know we're going to try. Yeah. Well, and we'll let you know how it turns out. I've tried it, and that's when I was doing that butter coffee or yeah. keto coffee. As Bulletproof they call coffee. It. Yeah, yeah. And you can and you can play with it. It could be any ten hour window you have or right. you want. Yeah. Of eating, the other fourteen, your body needs to go through the proper recycling and autophagy, and fasting. Okay. Could I ask what would be the expected result? So after you've done this, how long uh, to wait to get a result, and what would the result be? You're going to need less food throughout your entire day because you're not snacking as much. So your energy levels will definitely go right up. Okay, energy levels. And again, as we talked to on your last, our last episode, yes, you guys do this for 21 days. Get your body used to it. Thank you. And then it's a three-month period that your body's going to want to say, yes, this is my lifestyle now, and now we are going to be a better human. So this is going to help with your energy levels. Again, the number one issue with a lot of people in this country is fatigue. Yeah. Stress and stress management. Oh, thank you. (laughs) So how much body, how much stress you take in and how you manage that stress. That's what this is going to help. And again, be diligent. Keep it for that 21 days. Make it your second nature. And at that 90-day period... This is what a lot of experts like. That's why you see supplements come in a 90-day supply. Yeah. There's a reason for that. Ah, interesting. All right. 90 days is what your body says, okay, this is now going to be our way of life. And then here's the end result of it, longer, healthier, happier. I, my family practitioner confirmed that, too. Yeah. A uh, question uh, that I'm sure uh, uh, at least a bunch of our listeners want to know. Uh, so alcohol is not a solid. Right. <laughs> okay. Didn't need to ask a question, did I? <laughs> nope. You don't, uh, de- again, with a caveat of no central nervous system depressants. Okay. Yeah. So okay. that means no alcohol. No from alcohol. From 8 to 10. From 8 to 10. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, All right. So you, I, have my, I have my beer or two while cooking dinner and then mm-hmm. with dinner or have them before dinner. All right. And I do dark beer. Dark beer is a little bit better for you. 
Oh, so, see, didn't know that. But yeah, either. no central. No. Try to keep central nervous system depressants out of that window. Is what you don't want your liver processing anything except water and mm -hmm. caffeine. Mm -hmm. All right, and and some fats, like you said, in that butter, because that's your liver loves fats anyways. Yeah. So that's fine. Okay. So but technically, I mean, butter is in a solid form, but it turns to liquid like that right. in your coffee. Yeah. So then it's liquid. Right. So it counts as a liquid. Okay, because yeah, because it's uh, mm. I think I was putting the butter, maybe a little MCT oil, mm -hmm. some. Those are the only two things you need. Cinnamon. Cinnamon, yeah, for your coffee. digestion, yeah. Yeah. And for protein powder, again, if you're gonna work out. Okay, okay, we'll see. Well, you can do it. I think he watched me doing it and was curious. Actually, the protein powder you won't want, sorry. That would be, that would count as a solid. be yeah. after 10. It would be, yep. Yeah. Okay, okay. But you can main, you can get your body really into shape on that keto. Yeah. And one pound of fat has 20,000 calories of energy. Okay. And I'm, I'm, okay. I got more than one pound of fat on me. So. <laughs> oh, me too. All right. So that's you, one way of doing it is fasting. Right. Got a second one. I do have a second one. Excellent. So this one's, this one's also very easy. It's okay. just you guys have tried this. It's, um, it's just a little, it takes a little bit more courage, and that's cold shocking your body. Okay? Yeah. So you take that hot shower or your workout. You raise your body's temperature. Uh -huh. And then you shock the crap out of it by jumping into your ice cold pool. This is why the polar they had that polar bear ice jump up north. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or you, at the end of your shower, you turn that sucker all the way down to cold, and you activate these um, cells in your body that rely on this cold shock. Okay. When you shock your body like that, you again you're working on your stress management, your sleep. And um, uh, what was the other one? I missed. I missed it. Uh, sleep, energy, and stress response. Thank you. So this is you're afraid of cold water. When you get in that cold water, you start to breathe really fast. That's your body's afraid of that. Yeah. Okay. The longer you can stay in that, the more brave you. The more brave you make your body. The manage yep. you manage that cortisol spike, yep. that adrenaline spike. Yep. You manage that fight, flight, or freeze response. And then you're taking in that stress, and then you're going to manage that stress. So for me, I, I was a big chicken at the beginning. I lasted three seconds. Now I can count up to about a minute and a half okay. in that cold shower. All right. Mm. And if you have a pool, that would be better because you can just plunge right into it and yep. not ease yourself into the shower. Like right. I'm sure you guys, when you tried it, you kind of eased yourself in there. I've done both, and the shower was harder. Right. Now, we have a pool and a jacuzzi, so there was always that look forward to jumping back into the jacuzzi. The whole thing was quick right. to transition between both. When I'm in the shower, yeah, and I turn that thing down the cold, all I want to do is scream. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so your body, start, yeah, you hyperventilate, you start to uh, yeah. you get that chills, and you start to, you're, it's kind of a terrifying response. Yeah. It's called stress inoculation. We did that in the Army. All right. You, The more stress you can... Um, expose yourself to, especially with this cold shocking, yeah. the better you can management and manage it. You can open up those CB1 and CB2 receptors and that ECS to help you manage that. Because as we've alluded to, the ECS is extremely powerful for stress management and regulation, how you respond to it. Okay. Stay under that shower. I don't know. Well, I, I mean, I, I'll be honest, audience. I have not tried <laughs> the cold shower or the pool. I've seen Ed do it many times, but... Um, it works. It works. I oh, know it, it does, but... Okay. okay. All right. There's this 
it, again, it's, I haven't really figured out if it's better in the morning or the night. Everyone I listen to, they have their pref- preferred method. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just do it at night and it helps me fall asleep and wake up like that. Okay. For me. That's how, that's what I've used it for. And same well, with the wife. Well, thanks for sharing that. The wife I, too. I never thought to even look at it that way. Uh, so I think I will be adjusting and just give it a try. Not that I do it super frequently, but I would like to get back in it. And is that something that you want to do every day? If you're a two-a-day show, yeah, you want to do it every day. Oh. Every day. In Arizona, it's tough because no in matter summer. what, yeah. you, you can't get cold you water. You can't get cold water. So you're going to have to make an ice bath. Oh. But this is something, yeah, you want to do every day. If you're a two-shower-a-day person, then do it twice a day. Okay. Yes. And like, so what is the preferred amount of time? As much want. as you can get up to. Okay. How long do you want to stay in that fight for? Do you want to stay in that fight for three seconds, like I did, and then work your way up to a minute and a oh, half? Yes, definitely. That's. But you want to like... you want to get at least to that minute mark, that one minute mark. Okay. Of absolutely making your body freaked out. Yeah. Is going to be much better for you in the long run because then you're that one minute of that amount of stress. Can you can extrapolate that to probably a half an hour to a couple of hours of stress management. Ah, well, but as we were alluding to before we began the show, the more you do that in that mini stress scenario, extrapolates to bigger stress scenarios out in the real world. Yeah. Okay, so one more quick uh, cheat question. Can I start with the cold water and then go to the hot water? <laughs> or do I have to start with the hot Good and question. then go to the cold? I'm sure you can. That's not what I've listened to. Oh. That's not the studies that I've read. Okay. So Mine are all, to... you've heated up your body some way, exercise or sauna or shower or bath, and then you get into that cold. Okay. I've not seen any okay. other than that either. <laughs> hey, That's going to be the bigger shock. Yeah. You're it, nice it, and cozy be, and yes. warm, and then suddenly you jump right into this cold, yeah. and that shocks you. Okay. All right. Now, while we're on that subject, too, um, well, I do have a cheat, too. Uh, I, you know, I want to have a handyman come in and remove the the faucet valves from the wall that they're on and put them on the other wall because turning around and facing the shower and turning it cold is a lot harder than having it hit you on the back. Anyway, all right, so that was just kind of a funny. I, when I'm in there, I do wish that I didn't have to turn around and turn it to cold. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I had also used this to get rid of toxins. Right. Uh, a lot of times, you know, with a cold or something, trying to get it out of my system quicker, uh, it was a hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold for, for a period of five repetitions of it. With had The outcome for me was just to... Um, speed up your cardiovascular system mm-hmm. so it moves stuff through your body a little it's bit. Your quicker. lymphatic drainage you're trying to yeah, open. Yeah, yeah. It's like a flush. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, again, I've seen you do it. Um, I just have not participated, but yeah, you, know. you laughed. I saw. I saw you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, then, uh, there's one more way. Okay. That's the what we alluded to is this is actually the more preferred way is just heating your body up. Yeah. For half an hour a day. If you have access to a sauna around the 180 degree mark, uh-huh. that would be, that's the most preferred way. Infrared okay. infrared sauna is actually the most preferred way, but who has access to those? I don't even know yeah. where you would have access to those. Right. And then the standard sauna or a very, very hot shower for a period of time or a very hot bath for a period of time. So the jacuzzi would work. Yes. Even though it's not 160, it's 102, 100. Well, you really want to get to that 100... 140 mark like you can in your shower because you can crank up that uh, mm. the regulator and your water heater. Okay. But 
Aren't you burning your skin though? No. No? Okay. Well, it just depends on where you can handle it. Yeah. So you start slow and then you work your way up. I don't know exactly what the temperatures are, but like the ambient temperature for the sauna is 180 degrees generally to 200. Okay. If you can get your... I, can, I think the conductivity of, just folks, just so yeah. you know, the conductivity of water is going to be a little bit different. Yeah. I don't believe a jacuzzi can get to those temperatures, so don't give it a try. You know, right. Go to his yeah, other statement, one. which is, yeah, get to a place where mm-hmm. you're just pressing. Okay. The, or the as heat. hot of a bath as you can tolerate yeah. to heat you up. Keep the bath door closed and don't turn the fan on. Right. Make it a little steam room in there. Okay. Yeah. And then drain no, it and make that. it hotter, drain it and make it hotter. And this is all for a period of 30 minutes. Okay. Okay. Ooh, that's those are the those are the easiest ways of shocking your system to open the CCS up. And again, so I I've seen the studies, I've participated. I think Adam is spot on. Uh, we know that the ECS system or endocannabinoid system is a response triggered system. It all makes sense. And what a perfect time to do it while we're all kind of condemned into our yeah. home anyway. Yeah. Uh, give either one of these two a try and feel free to uh, write us and let us know how it turned out for you. We'll, we'll happily share it with the rest of our listening audience. Uh, but I do believe these are very potent uh, solutions that can be done very easily. Uh, well, and I like the stress, that it relieves stress, which is really, like, so number one right now with everybody. There's, we're all under a lot of stress and anxiety and just yeah. all that stuff. So if we can find a natural way to do it, that's great. And it's free. And technically, I mean, maybe your water bill will go up a dollar or two, but that's... That, that's a yeah. very good point. And it's yeah. not very often that we get free solutions that can be this impactful. Yeah. Definitely. You, know, you usually have to labor over the cost, <laughs> thereby creating another source of anxiety. And, and I think at a lot of gyms, isn't the sauna part of the membership anyways? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. I believe so. I don't know so if that's even the that case anymore. that part would anymore. be no extra cost for you. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, it, it's, it definitely is something worth considering. So we had two, dis- we had a discussion around two methods of shocking your system so that it triggers your endocannabinoid system to respond and truly upregulate things that are really going to make a difference in your energy level, your sleep, stress levels. Yeah. I'm Movement, saying that correctly. Everything. Good. Yep, everything. Okay, good. And um, and so uh, just just kind of a just kind of a recap on those two. So again, then you can take this information home and give it a try. Uh, and Adam, you'll you'll kind of like look after and make sure that I'm saying it correctly. Uh, the first one being fasting. Fasting, uh, he suggested two different types. Uh, one was a 14-hour window of no solids. Correct. Uh, he had suggested that uh, last thing that goes down your belly is 8 o'clock. Next time you eat is 10 a.m. in the morning. Uh, but I, I also heard that it didn't really matter when that 14-hour cycle was. Nope. It did have to be on a daily basis, and it's something you should strive to do for 90 days. Did correct. Is that correct? Yes. Excellent. His second method for shocking the system may be a little more painful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the cold plunge. Yep. That can be done either uh, plunging into, uh, I'm sorry, both require heating up in advance is the way we discussed. And you can heat up either in the shower, the sauna, the jacuzzi, 
Uh, once your body has reached that nice warm temperature, we all know what that is. You're ready to leave the shower. You're ready to get out of the jacuzzi, right? That temperature, we all understand really well. Once you've gotten to that temperature, that's the time to do your cold plunge. Yeah. Maybe that's jump into the pool. Maybe that is a cold bath because you live in Arizona and our water can't get below 90 degrees. Uh, it's a cold bath or it, you do have the ability to turn your hot water down in your shower and the, the deal is just try to withstand that as long as possible. Uh, it was my experience that in the pool, in the pool or cold bath, and, and a minute of cold dunk was not terribly uncomfortable if you could get back to something warm again. Correct. But that shower is a challenge. Shower's more challenging. Yes. I think you. I think you'll pat yourself on the back for overcoming it. How do you like that? That's that's where I say you go. I say you go try it. You suck it up, Buttercup, and see how it plays out for you. Yeah, I mean, I will definitely have to have a conversation with myself. Oh, I, <laughs> the first I couple of days, I'm in there screaming. Yes. Literally, you don't see. You, you probably do hear it. I did it hear is. it. Yes, it's, it it's, was uh, intense. It, it's a terrifying experience to your internal system yeah which is the pilot it wants to run away from it yeah but then your co-pilot which is your external system now and making your hand go to that shower door is telling you to stay in and just fight through it yeah yep. okay all right now we are going to take a break because we want to spend enough time on our next subject about awakening the body's potential and that is talking about the power of your mitochondria. Most of us know what that is, and those who don't, you will become familiar with that today, and you'll get some tips and tools on how to increase that production. That sounds wonderful. I don't know what a mitochondria is, but <laughs> perfect. You I will look be forward to listening. a perfect audience <laughs> today. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Live authentically, heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at canafil.com. That's info at C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. Now back to the CBD Ed Show. Okay, welcome back listeners to the CBD Ed Show. I am here with Kimberly Rose. Hello. I am here with Adam Fernandez. Hello. And we are talking about unlocking the power of your body now that you've worked hard to get yourself into homeostasis. We are now going to move into a conversation on the power of your mitochondria. Now, I want to lead this conversation with a little bit of research digging uh, because I always want you guys to know that we really try to be responsible in the information we're delivering to you. Uh, we try to go to third-party reviewed clinical studies. I just that's 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 the nature of our thing. So I dug up uh, a research called endocannabinoids in neuroendopsychology, which is a multifaceted control of mitochondria mitochondrial function. <laughs> anyway, this was done by MRC Clinical Science Center in London. And it talks about the ECS, which is your endocannabinoid system that's inside you, modulates many pathways and ions known to be involved in controlling mitochondrial function, both directly and indirectly. And it regulates it as needed. So this is your ECS system. And by the way, you are feeding it cannabinoids. So now it's capable of managing and regulating or modulating your mitochondrial uh, production. The cells observe, and so your, your normal cells observe and then access the, the ECS. Your, your ECS is always listening, and so your ECS then has access to what the cells, the condition and the state the cells are in. And so your ECS is best capable of responding. So when your cells have a need, they communicate, your ECS is there to listen. Uh, and respond. It's interesting that mitochondria commonly is regulated either up or down conditional on the speed your cells are acting in. So the slower they are, the slower speed that they're reacting or they're acting in, uh, the more upregulating of mitochondria uh, uh, ATP will happen. And as the, speed, as the cells speed up, then they decrease in production. So it's kind of an interesting relationship between the two. Uh, stress pathways were also uh, connected to mitochondrial functions. Uh, we spoke a little bit of that in the first segment as we were trying to shock the system. Uh, inflammation is a common factor in suppressing mitochondrial functions. Inflammatory pathways induce an oxidative environment in the cell and acts to suppress ATP production by the mitochondrial. Now, interesting enough, if you are taking CBD, you are already 
contributing to the regulation of your inflammation system, inflammation response system. Now, I should tell you what ATP stands for, so as we go into this conversation, uh, it makes sense. So, ATC, ATP is an energy-carrying molecule found in the cell of the mitochondrial. Am I saying that correctly, Adam? Because yep. uh, you are quite proficient it's in a, this area. It's a molecule and a coenzyme, which basically just, the coenzyme is just that helps everything work together. Okay. And, and it's called endosine triphosphate. So, that's ATP. It's this energy-carrying molecule. Uh, ATP captures chemical energy obtained from the breakdown of food molecules and releases it to fuel other cellular processes. So, as Adam explained it, it's just a big container of energy. And when your cells need it, it's there. Yeah, they're, they're, they're little um, cellular combustion engines. So, when you eat, they take in your fats, proteins, and carbs. Perfect. And yep. we know that now some of those carbs do include sugar. Yeah. And those little mitochondria engines, they burst, and then they give you energy. We've known a lot about mitochondria for years. You probably, well, a lot of people don't remember high school, but I, for some reason I do. We remember studying mitochondria in high school about within, in regards to plants. And that's because for decades it was okay to study plants, that there's really no ethical issues with yeah. studying plants. Yeah. Humans, there's ethical issues, and then again, there's truthful issues. You give this human something, and then two weeks later they say, yeah, I'm fine. When they're really not. Yeah. So there's the trust issue. So we've known about mitochondria for decades in plants. That's mm -hmm. what gives them their life. They're these little tiny cells that soak in the sunlight, the water, and the nitrogen, and the oxygen. They burst inside the plant, and they make it green, purple, orange, red. And they recycle, and they make it come back to life. Plants are very easy. Mitochondria are very complex and powerful. That's why your grass is going to live, outlive you and all your family and generations because it has these mitochondria in them with all of this energy. And it's such a simple organism, that blade of grass, that it's always going to come back and outlive you. Mm. And that's what we can do to ourselves by giving ourselves more hardworking mitochondria as opposed to the lazy mitochondria as you said that you can Nicely you can play. slow it down yep we want to give our bodies more hard-working mitochondria yep. and that's what we're here to talk about today perfect perfect and yeah. I, and and just as a final note to this study done by the mrc clinical science center in london their conclusion was published data suggests that the ecs does modulate pathways and molecules well known to control mitochondria functions so just want to kind of like Full circle that study first. Take it away, Adam. So what are things, what should we consider? Well, in our first segment, we went over how to make some more. Okay. So when you shock that body, you're going to make more hardworking, more brave mitochondria. So now that you've got more mitochondria to activate this ECS, you've got to put stuff in them. And... Tell your mitochondria to keep copying those brave ones, those hardworking ones. So again, this is all, all goes back to our first segment of stress management, fight or flight or freeze. You can make more. You can tell your body, kill these lazy ones and start making more and copying these brave, hardworking ones. You have me so intrigued. So with those, the first segment, your body will do that. Okay. That's the first way of doing this. So okay. Open up the ECS, supporting your mitochondrial function is that first segment we went over. That's gonna tell your body, kill all these lazy ones. I fought through this fasting, dang it, now give me some brand new ones and copy those brand new ones and make them hardworking. Oh. 
and we really want to focus on opening these CB1 and CB2 receptors and the mitochondria can help do that. So these little powerhouses in your, in your body, these little tiny cells, they need proper nutrition, which we went over on the last episode. Okay. That's really going to help. If you're going to put Snickers in that mitochondria or if you're going to put figs and avocado in that mitochondria is a huge difference. And the ECS responds really quickly to that. And unfortunately, it can respond kind of rapid, well, I guess rapidly and quickly to the same thing, where if you're going to put junk into your mitochondria, or if you're going to put good stuff in your mitochondria, as we allude to, the ECS really helps manage all of your systems. Yeah, and if I might even add to that, the study even suggested that inflammation decreases the production. Yep. And so if you're eating crappy food, that is an expected outcome in your digestive digestive system. So bringing out that ECS system and shocking everything into producing more of this mitochondria is really going to help with that anti-inflammatory response. It's also going to help with your CB1 receptors, and those are kind of the psychomodulatory effects, psychomodulation, CNS, everything CNS, psychomodulation. That's what CB1 helps with. And when you have happier mitochondria, through your nutrition and those shocking stress agents that we talked about in the yeah. first segment, that's going to give you a better response for that. So when you're talking to your customers about their psychomodulatory, what they're looking for, you can say, what are you doing to put into your body to help this? I, I allude to the, or I, I always give the Band-Aid example. Yeah. If you scrape your hand on the asphalt and you put a Band-Aid on it, okay, it's going to help a little bit. But for centuries we've known, millennia we've known, you got to clean it off, Mm -hmm. right? You got to disinfect it, wash it off, and then put something on it. An ointment, calendula cream, the the salve, neosporin, lavender oil, some tea tree oil, and then you put the Band-Aid on it. Okay. And that's what we want to do with this mitochondria. We don't want to just put a Band-Aid on it by simply taking a product. There's some things that we got to do to decrease those lazy mitochondria and increase these hardworking ones to make us manage everything better. Could I ask the question that, uh, maybe a few, how did did I acquire lazy mitochondria? Over the years of just poor diet, poor sleep, poor poor movement, poor exercise, poor stress management, or in a lot of cases, lack thereof. If you're not going to manage your stress at all, with anything, with anything, even if it's just one of those many things where you're taking a product or you just take a walk in the sun early in the morning before the UV index gets too high, yeah, your, your ECS and your mitochondria are going to become that, that lazy system. And they're going to copy themselves and they're going to make more. And they're going to, in a, in a sense, it's more scientific, there's more exact way of saying it, but they're going to attack your positive, your hardworking mitochondria and it's like if you have that one lazy worker, yeah, it can probably make the rest of your workers lazy oh, yeah. if they're influential enough. And sure. mitochondria are very influential. Okay. They do anything for you. Just getting out of bed. How many of those positive mitochondria would you like activating your ECS yeah. just yeah. to get out of bed? Yeah. Make yourself some breakfast and then work out and then clean. Right. So there, it's, there's something as basic outnumbered. as that. 
if the if the good ones are outnumbered by the bad ones, right. obviously you're just not you're not going to have any energy. You're not going to have anything. You're just right. going to be this flat line person that just walks through right. and doesn't have any. Okay, there was terminology wow. that I kept seeing over and over uh, when Adam brought this topic uh, to our attention, and that is mitochondria is known to be the energy to move, to eat, to breathe. Correct. Like it's it's absolutely necessary, and and I could see where you would have lazy mitochondria. They're they're much easier to produce than the stronger one because it's far more simple to just sit on the couch. I, I was with a soda. Say, do you think being in this pandemic that is 2020 that maybe it's a breeding ground absolutely. for that lazy mitochondria? Absolutely. Yeah. And so, 100%. so, so, folks, if you were to give thought to some of these tips and techniques that Adam is sharing, you might feel a greater outcome, given given where we're at today. Yeah, because it feels like we're already <clears throat> being told, you know, stay home, yeah. you know, social distancing and all that stuff. But it, if you if you really feel like you're like, why am I so lethargic? <laughs> I really don't have any reason because I'm not doing anything. Why am I so tired? But that's why you're so tired because you're not doing anything. <laughs> You've got old gasoline in your engine. Yeah. So you can put gas in your engine all you want to, but what are you going to do with it? Right. And yeah. how often are you going to use it? Right. Eventually, it's just going to turn into sludge. Right. Okay. So. Wow. Who knew about mitochondria? Right. I, I, I did it until a couple of years ago when I started really. I mean, obviously, like I said, I knew about it in high school. Yeah. With the plants. And so do our kids. So, uh, yeah, it's yeah. a common thing taught. Mm -hmm. But I think collectively we would all say, I don't know if the impact of learning that was set. Probably right. not. No, yeah. it wasn't. No. Right. Because they didn't bring it into humans even in high school. Mm -hmm. they, they just met, talked about plants. Right. Which, wow. So as long as the plant has, you know, nu nutrition and water, it will outlive because it's... Uh, we've got crabgrass that I can validate that. <laughs> it's going to live forever. It will. Because it, it's, it's, the mitochondria is so unbelievably powerful. And the more simple system that it has to run, again, like a blade of grass, yeah. the longer it's going to live. Now, obviously, we're incredibly complex beings. Mm -hmm. But we are so complex that we can have more mitochondria, positive mitochondria than that plant can. So we can get into that 100 year, as I alluded to the last episode, 120 year. We have, we have super centenarians that are 118, 119 years old because they've worked on a, just a positive lifestyle. Not so much as digging into everything that we went into before, but it's a positive lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So you can really open up your endocannabinoid system with these extremely powerful little combustion engines yeah. that do work everything. Um, as you said, moving, eating, and breathing also reaction and, and stress management, healing, how you think, cognitive behavior, Beautiful. mitochondria affect that. And, they, and that's the, the magic of your products opening up that ECS and then the mitochondria that you're trying to duplicate in a positive manner help that and work everything more synergistically. Yeah. All right. Wow. Well, can we talk about more tips and techniques? Yeah. I know that nutrition uh, is probably 
Something that we didn't talk so much about in the shocking of the system, but I have a feeling there's an opportunity to talk about it now. So you're going to want more fatty, this is for your CB1 receptors. So you're going to want more omega-3s, which is a, um, one of the good reasons why I like a lot of your products have fatty oils. Yep. Mm -hmm. So you're going to want some omega-3s. So do your research in some good omega-3 supplements. Those are for your CB1 receptors. Um, these fatty acids really help open up those receptors and those cells, and they provide a, provide a nice little cushion. So you're either going to fall on cement or you're going to fall on the pillow. Okay. So these fatty acids on top of those CB1 receptors to open up these mitochondria will be like falling on the pillow. Okay. Well, then. Less booze. Mm -hmm. um, alcohol really inhibits the mitochondrial function and its relation with these CB1 receptors. Not to say don't drink alcohol, because yeah. again, dark beer and a really good glass of wine can be beneficial. Mm. And I've heard, yeah, yes. In moderation, obviously right. we always want to say in moderation. Right. Tell me tequila's in there somewhere. Tequila, yeah. <laughs> All right. that, well, that's, All that's right. more for fun. That's more for your stress management, yeah. Yeah. It makes you happy. Meditation is another one. Okay. So meditation is another one to help build your mitochondria and manage their response in stress and sleep energy levels. That's also going to open up that ECS. Meditation's big in opening up these CB1 and CB2 receptors to open up your endocannabinoid system. So those are what you're going to want to do to help your CB1 receptors. All right. Your CB2 receptors is where we kind of dig into the nutrition part. So you're going to want more beta-carophyllenes. Oh, I wrote it down. Beta, beta -carophyllenes. So beta-carophyllenes are in cinnamon, thyme, oregano, the Italian seasonings, basil. It's in three of our uh, canopy lines. Yeah, it's a very yeah. powerful terpene. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't get to say this in the last episode, but when you have art, you don't want to, you want to wash out for the artificial flavorings. Mm -hmm. So you buy your own spices and flavor your own food with this stuff. So you're going to get more of that beta carophyllene if you start putting in your own spices and your own food, your own cilantros, your own basils, yeah. instead of having something flavored for you on the shelf. Right, right. That's yeah. another good way. So it's an extremely beneficial terpene that goes right into your CB2 mm -hmm. and your um, ECS as a whole to open that up and unlock it. And then you could probably go into where, where you're going to want the, the other method is not just one way of getting your CBD in. You really want multiple ways of doing this. Uh -huh. That's why we're not just going over one way of opening your system or shocking it. Mm-hmm. So you would probably want to suggest to your clients or your customers, however you call them, okay, you take a tincture. Well, what about also a salve once in a while? What yep. about some edibles? Right. Well, and because I, I, if we just go to the information that Kim and I have already had is we've recognized that it, we've gotten feedback from clients when they do multiple delivery systems of CBD. If somebody who has a neural uh, uh pain issue like neuropathy, yeah, uh, it has to be attacked from multiple places. Right. And But now that I am talking to you, it also seems relevant that CB1 and CB2s are in different places. Yep. And it's often time that one may not be reaching the other, at least in abundance. Mm -hmm. But when you match them up a topical, topical as opposed to uh, something you take into your 
your lungs, those two are going to hit two separate CB receptors. What you take into your lungs is going to hit your CB1. What's going to take in, what you're going to put on topically will hit your CB2. Right. Yeah. yeah. I always tell my customers it's great. You're still getting CBD, even if it's just topically. Take it. It's good for you. It's going to get in there. It's going to get into your system. It's going to help with all those things, not just that one little pain that's either in your knee or whatever. It's also going to go through in your body and calm you down also. Right. And we've had those few players that went, you know what, I used it. And even though I know your guys is really good clinical level and stuff, and I'm really disappointed that it didn't work, our response has always been, hey, uh, that's because you may not be covering the receptors that you need to take. That right. you need to get to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and we usually can turn them around. And everything's not so powerful. It's not. It's not a Vicodin. I agree. This, this yes. is a a process your body has to go through in order for it to work properly mm-hmm. and for a very long period of time. Okay. Yep. I could dump all of my carbs right now for three weeks, and okay, it'll work acutely. But I want I want something chronic. I want something for the rest of my life. So I know that it takes a period of time right? to get this as my routine, again, that 21 days, and then a minimum of three months so that your body makes this its second nature. Right. Yep. So when you're talking about getting more mitochondria, yeah. you want to attack it from different ways. That the okay. stress management stuff we went over, now we need different ways of attacking the C, or um, enhancing your CB1 and CB2 receptors. Fats, meditation, less booze. And for me, everybody out there, for me, that was tough because I love beer. I've become a beer snob. Yes. I buy the really good, expensive beer. But now I buy less of it because I know my ECS is going to open up more the less I have. I'm still, I still have a beer or two, two or three times a week, yeah. if that. But that's, in the long run, it's going to be more worth it. Right. Especially because I have a four-year-old, and I'm, I'm going to want to see him have four-year-olds and them have four-year-olds and so <laughs> on and so on and so on. Yeah. Right, I right. wasn't joking when I said last time I'm going for 120. Yeah, a very healthy, <laughs> long 120 years old. Yeah. The ECS and more of these mitochondria and CB2 receptors and yeah. CB1 receptors we can open up is going to help me reach that ultimate goal. Yeah, yep. Yeah, well, I, I like the idea. Uh, I mean, listen, we, we say it all the time. Moderation. You can have a beverage, but just moderation. And right now, again, we're we're might be drinking you, you more can. than usual. You you can't, or and, and that's probably uh, rampant right now. But give thought to where Adams uh, discussed that it does need to be a habit. Yeah, there does need to, mm-hmm. you need to be able to withstand this long enough to be able to create a lifestyle. Yeah. So try not to give in to the the moderation. Oh, moderation can sometimes give you permission to then break your pattern. Uh, now, as I, as I heard us all talking, it sounded like the keys to get to additional mitochondria production, better methods of dealing with life's problems and stress and energy and so forth. All right, it starts with homeostasis. Right. Then feed it with good nutrition. Then tr- put in some intense response or shocking methodology that we had talked about earlier. Yep. Sprinkle in some things that are good for you, like methodo- uh, like uh, uh, meditation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, the fasting that we had talked about, uh, which probably is in the 
shocking place. Exercise would go in that meditation category too. Thank yeah. you. Exercising. Or, or that, sh- you know, that short walk in the morning before, yeah. you know, you it's too hot or whatever, but just getting out into the sunlight. Fasted. Low intensity, steady state. Fasted will burn that unhealthy adipose layer of fat. Mm-hmm. All right, so let, let's help our listeners here because the listeners look like 90 days. Wow, that's that's the holiday I've got. Man, that, that rolls me into spring. I, I, All the more reason to do it. Yeah. All right, but let's get let's get that. What will their expectations be? Will they start recognizing? So this is like a momentum thing anyway. Once you start creating this, the momentum helps carry you to, to the middle and the finish line has been my experience. Uh-huh. Now, when does some of that momentum start kicking in? Do you think that's a week from now? Do you think that's a month from now? Do you have any experience to share? It depends on how fast you want to dive into. If you want to dive into all of these right now yeah. and not do a step-by-step process, again, everybody's different. True. But for me, yep. for me, it was that 21-day period. I went back for the checkup and everything... Blood sugar-wise, that's, that's all they could really test without an extensive blood test, mm-hmm. went way down. Yeah. I felt better. I slept better. And this is when I was working 9 p.m. to 7 a.m. So my clock was completely jacked up. And I started this in December when my kid, right after my kid was born. And by January, okay. when I went to a specific week-long training, I was like, whoa, I'm pumped. I am ready to go. Even though... I just worked all night and stayed up for another 10 hours. I'm good to go. Yeah. Because that's that stress management. Okay. All right. All right. Oh, listen, I know we passed on a lot of information. Feel free to reach out to us if you need anything explained. Adam, thank you very much. That information was excellent. We're going to use it. I hope our audience enjoyed it today. I hope Uh, I didn't cram your brain with too much because there's actually a lot more. I'm sure, right? (laughs) And we do want to thank our listeners for letting us share this with us. Uh, We all get a great sense of purpose by doing this. So, I'd like to say this is Ed, Kimberly Rose, and Adam signing off for today. Uh, We are your Hemp Authorities and we're wishing you a canorific day. I know. (laughs) Bye now. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Edward Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be here soon.